0: You're listening to the She Leads Me Podcast, episode number 27, with Deborah Silverman, astrologer. You're listening to the She Leads Me Podcast, where women come together for powerful conversations around life and leadership, each episode will bring you conversations with incredible women in leadership, tools you need as a badass female pioneer, and spicy topics around business and leadership. I am your host, Heather Simpson. My mission is to educate and empower women in leadership positions, taking them to the next level in their journey and career. Welcome to She Leads Hello She Leaders, Heather Simpson here, your host of the She Leads Me podcast and the founder and director of this amazing community called She Leads Me. Happy June. Can you believe that we are here? In the month of June, we are about halfway through the year. How amazing is that? I am looking forward to summertime. Kids are out of school soon. We have some amazing summer plans. I am excited just to connect with those little guys and just to have that time where we get to create the summer that we want. I'm very much looking forward to that. Today, I have a really special guest for you. Her name is Deborah Silverman, and she is an astrologer. And I know a lot of people, when they think about astrology, they probably think two things if you're not familiar with it. They think, I know my sign right? So for me, I'm a December baby. I'm a Sagittarius. And two, that stuff is pretty woo-woo if you dive in deeper to it. And to be honest, outside of just knowing what I was as a sign, I really had no idea about much more. I have never really tapped into astrology whatsoever. And when I was reached out to by um, a podcast booking company about having our guest on our show today, I started looking through her site and I became very intrigued. I was like, okay, yeah, like let's actually talk about this. Let's talk about what astrology means for us as women and in our businesses. And you'll probably hear it a little bit in the interview. When I get challenged, when I start to really heavily think about something, I kind of have a loss for words. And that's definitely what happened in this interview. I'm interviewing Deborah. She's dropping little hints here and there about my chart and about what different things mean and just overall, in general, the work that she does. And I just I couldn't my brain was just going and I couldn't formulate the proper words. I still am having a hard time. We just recorded the interview and I'm recording this intro now. And it's just been a really amazing conversation and journey. She has a book called The Missing Element, which we'll talk about in their interview. And we have as a link here in the in the show, so you guys can go check that out and purchase it. And I'm excited for you to get to know Deborah today and get to hear what she has to offer us, and also check out her site and some of the other online educational things that she has. That sounds like really helps a lot of people in their business. So I'm excited to introduce to you today the amazing astrologer Deborah Solomon. Hello, Deborah. Thank you for joining us on the She Leads Me podcast. It is a pleasure to have you join us today. Thank you for having me. Yes, absolutely. I am really excited to introduce our audience into the work that you do. So would you mind taking a moment and introduce yourself and tell our audience, audience a little bit about who you are and what you do?
1: So I have for 40 years been both an astrologer and a psychotherapist. I have a master's in clinical psych and then I'm an astrologer who started off for a long, long time doing readings and doing, you know, therapeutic tools. Like I don't think people realize that Carl Jung, who started psychology back in the thirties was also an astrologer and he was quoted to say, psychology will be a dinosaur science without astrology. So I didn't know that when I started, but for all these years, every therapeutic session I did, I had a chart in front of me. And then somewhere in the last four to five years, I entered into um, the space, the internet space with someone I think that you know, Destiny Berman. Yes, uh, she has been on the show. Yes, I thought so. And so she introduced me to the online platform of how to create a school. And I now have an international school all around the world where people come and study astrology, become astrologers at the longest course, but the short course is just level one, is really doing a personal invitation into your own psyche using a beginner's mind. You don't have to know astrology at all, but it goes into a deep conversation of like, what's my quirks and what's my strength and what's my timing? And you really take an entrance into how do I navigate my space, my psyche, Hmm. So. I've gone from being a healer and a therapist and a very long standing professional helper to a businesswoman who now has a large company of all women where we train people how to run their own business and start doing astrology and doing therapy, not therapy, but really astrology, I should say. There's a therapeutic side to it. And facilitating people to be able to have their own business and be serving people to help them fall in love with themselves. So it's a super fun career. It's transformed. I I didn't know I was a businesswoman. I came in as a healer. Mm -hmm. But as the years have gone by, I discovered that, oh, I can make this into a business.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So tell us how you got introduced to astrology. Is that something that you just happened upon? Or was that in your studies?
1: Great question. So many people listening will say to you that they've read the newspapers or when they were a kid, they read their books. Or they went to the library and they found the sign that they were. I think there's an ancient memory because every single person in America knows their sun sign. We don't know how they know it, but it becomes part of the, the zeitgeist. Mm-hmm. And so I was introduced to it at a very young age. I was captured by the conversation, but it didn't really show up professionally until I was like 18, 19. And I met a triple Gemini, who I sat in the car with for three days, the poor girl. And I just drilled her. I was like, tell me what this and I, I had had an encounter with her and my family, where she sat at a table during one of the holidays, the uh, Jewish holidays. And I had like a Woody Allen family, like they could have brought the camera in the room. <laughs> I didn't have to change any of the outfits. I had this really exotic Jewish family. And she went around the table at the dinner and she told everyone their signs and their flavors and the qualities of their personality and I was like, wait, I can't describe them. How did she just do that? Mm -hmm. And then I spent three days in a car with her across Canada and very quickly became obsessed. (laughs) So that was 40 years ago. I learned the science. I never had a proper teacher, but I'm now well known for teaching. Yes. And and basically it came to me and I went to graduate school and believe it or not, because this is way before you were born in the 80s. And 70s, 80s, and I said, I want to do a research project on mental health and astrology. Like I was way ahead of my time. Wow. In graduate school, I was really lucky that my supervisor said, I'm gonna let you do this. It sounds ridiculous, but I'm gonna let you do this research project. And I found this huge correlation between mental illness and the charts. I could see the consistent variable that was present presented. And then realized, wow, as much as I didn't believe in it astrology i was captured by it and as the years have gone by i am i always told everybody you don't have to believe in it to make it work but now i firmly believe in it i've you know i've had too much evidence and as have my students to doubt it's reality so i came in as a skeptic as a young person fascinated like many people are by this funny thing called the stars and then i made it into a simple practice where it's a code like you can look at someone's chart and there's steps that I teach at the level two course like how because you study it and study it, or you're fascinated by it but you have no idea the practical Mm -hmm. application and that's really where I came in like let's make this thing practical
0: so I feel like there's multiple layers here that maybe the average person like myself or some of our listeners are missing you mentioned triple Gemini I want to unpack that a little bit tell me more about what that means
1: it's a simple beginning of any astrologer any reading you have they'll start with where was the sun which I'm sure you know where your sun was Heather <clears throat> where was the moon that that only can be determined by the moment of your birth and then the third indicator is the rising sign <clears throat> and that is what was on the eastern horizon at the moment you took your first breath like the astrologer runs out the front door looks at the eastern horizon writes down the degree in the sign that's on that spot and that becomes your rising sign so it's technical it's not necessary for everyone to learn but the short answer is the sun moon and rising describe your personality your ego as the sun the moon is up at night it's the internal world it's the emotional the non-verbal the in the dream world and then the rising sign is exactly that what you're rising toward Hmm. The ascendant, it's also called. What your ascendant, like, what's your higher self trying to aim at? And these three pieces of information, as a beginner, give you the front, upfront personality. Like, you can actually describe someone's character. Now, there's a lot more flavors. There comes the Mercury, and then there comes, you know, Venus and Mars. But we start always with the Sun, Moon, and Rising.
0: So it could. So myself, I'm a Sagittarius. So there could be more signs to me that I'm aware of. Is that what I'm hearing you say? <laughs>
1: there's 10 planets it's kind of a cheap answer the only reason why we know you're a Sagittarius and by the way you've got a lot of uh, (laughs) Sag is because because we know that every year on your birthday every December 1st all through time we know that the sun will be in Sagittarius that's a given it moves one degree a day the sun moves one degree a day around the constellations it's kind of amazing Hmm. so we all know where the sun is but we don't know where the moon is without calculating it so there's a little more difficulty and that's why we've all exploited your sun sign. But there are other variables and someone can be one planet. Like you're not this person, but someone can be one planet in Sag and then have all the other planets in a different sign. They'll say to me, I don't relate to that sign at all. And I'm like, right, because there's nine other planets, but we only can identify based on your birth date where that one is. So that's what we exploit.
0: Huh? Interesting. This is so exciting because I think for a lot of us all this time we just thought that we were just one
1: yeah no you have well you do have an excessive amount of sag in your chart but you also have quite a bit of capricorn so oh there's when- another flavor which makes you super grounded like you're one of those people that wants spirituality to be practical it pisses you off when people get too woo woo like, <laughs> yeah, which is how you found me because i'm not woo woo i mean i'm woo- my kids always make fun of me like mom you're an astrologer. How can you keep saying that? But I don't feel woo-woo because I've got a master's degree in clinical psychology and I've made this very practical.
0: It just, yeah, matter of fact. It's just, this is just what it is.
1: Yeah, and and it's so practical when you start to describe, this is your husband's personality. And by the way, it's not changing.
0: (laughs) Mm, Right. (laughs) So in the women that you work with, so now looking at like the educational aspect of it and thinking about our listeners who are, um, entrepreneurs or their leaders within a company. I would think then that this information would be very helpful for them in maybe trying to look at the ne- next evolution of where they should be or kind of also double checking to make sure that they're on the right path.
1: Two astro- I have certified astrologers that I've trained and two of them. One is doing entrepreneurial work only. So she looks at a business and she tells you about – the roles people should be playing. And she does team building to help the team understand the differences of the style, make sure it's the right seat for your business employee. Everyone should be in the right seat. Hmm. Um, so there's a valuable use of astrology. What's the role you're playing? What's the timing of the business? I have another astrologer. These are, these are on my website. You can look up certified astrologers. Sarah Nelson is one of the ones that works specifically with entrepreneurs. And then the other is who's really accomplished is Jen. I can never say her name, Rachapochi or something. You should interview her, actually. She does pure astrology with business women, like hmm. Sarah, but a, more, a little more advanced, and talks about timing, for example. Like, if you're in the online space, you want to know when to launch something. Hmm. If you're running a business and you're about to make a transition and you're upscaling, you want to know when to introduce that to your team. You want to know which, who in the team is going, like we just had this in our company, one of the team players, we astrologically was going through a big change, and she, we had to change her position. She would have been grumpy if she had to stay in the same position when so much internally was shifting. So there's lots of information you can get as a business owner.
0: Yeah. And I was actually just going to ask that you just touched on that there. Uh, my question was, does that ever change? So let's say based on you determined that they're supposed to be in one area of their work, but you just mentioned like, yeah, as people go and they shift through different things, then then that can shift dramatically for them.
1: Well, and I just gave you the example of me. I started off as a therapist and ended up as a businesswoman. That was very obvious in my chart. Once I paid attention, I was like, whoa, why did I not see this? But that's the gift of having objective eyes looking at your chart and saying, just so you know, for me, it was a major transition. I've stopped doing readings. I never would have imagined in a million years. But my business role shifted. And everyone, if they're growing, and that is the goal I would imagine of your podcast, how do we help leaders continually refine their expression and perfect and create excellence well the best way to do it is put the right job in the right seat the best way to do it is to find your secret sauce like what's your gift and when an astrologer who doesn't know you from adam can describe like in your case they can look at your chart and go look you have to be blunt if you're not in a situation where you can tell the truth you're going to lose your mind
0: Mm -hmm.
1: like if we put you in a job and we said We're just going to all be quiet. You'd be like, "Uh oh, (laughs) I did that once for about three months
0: and ran out of there. I thought I thought that I needed a traditional like more like a quote and quote, like a like a nine to five, like a safe job. (laughs) And I
1: from the truth. See, that's the gift of especially as a millennial. To go get your chart done when you're confused about what you should be doing when you grow up, Yeah, that is the best use of astrology.
0: Yeah. And we do have some people that come to us too. Like we have all these workshops and things, but then some people come to us and are like, do you have a workshop on helping me find my purpose and calling? But now I know to direct them to you because that's what you do so, brill- so brilliantly.
1: Yes. And it's not me, but it's certified astrologers that I have trained who are excellent at that answer. What yes. I to do?
0: Yes, that's amazing. So in your transition then, as you started to change your business model, how was that process for you? Some people, it really rattles them. Um, you seem pretty grounded. You seem like you had a really good handle on that. Was that hard for you to let go of the of all the things that you spent so much time doing and what you built your career on to transition I, into know, the other? I would
1: really point to Destiny Berman as the, you know, she and I have an incredible relationship, but she... What I came to find out, one, is that I am a risk taker. Now, not everyone is, but I have a deep abiding faith, which is part of what happens when you study astrology for 40 years. You're like, whoa, you can lean in to knowing that life has your back. That's a radical realization that's freed me. So Mm -hmm. I would not have been this person that was so willing to take risks. Because you can imagine going online, probably because some of your entrepreneurs are online, it requires a big investment because you're taking a huge risk. Like, Mm -hmm. who's going to come? Right. And this is the last frontier. I always call it the wild, wild west, the internet. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't know where the gold is. We're going to go out there, put up our little wagons and bring our family. Like, uh-oh. So mm-hmm. I had to do some deep trusting, and I also had some great guides. So the transition for me, if you ask Destiny, I heard her. It's so funny. My birthday was last week, and we were in London together by coincidence. Oh, wow. And my kids were with me, and, and I, heard, I wasn't in the room, but I heard after that she said what she loved about working with me is – I am. I do what I say and I say what I do. So I, there's no inconsistency, which is what we all love in business. And the leaders of a business are always the ones who feel uber responsible. In astrology, that's called Saturn. Like some people, you have it too. We can't live with ourselves to be late or to not follow through or to leave something undone. It's like, oh my God, it's irritating. For mm-hmm. other people, they're here to be flaky. And they're not entrepreneurs. They're here to be entertaining or to be stimulating or researchers, but they're not here for follow through. And we have to accept and identify the differences in people. So as a business owner, I became very clear to myself, like, Oh, (laughs) my gift is follow through.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: You know, I'm one of those people that you just, you can count on. Mm -hmm. Not everyone that's not a good or a bad. That's just the truth.
0: Yeah. That sounds very freeing to know that i a lot of women, right, go through the self-doubt of, oh, I should be this, or, you know, we're constantly bombarded with things online of things that we should know, we should do, we should take, we should, all the shoulds. Um, But it sounds like that would be a really freeing process to, to be able to realize and identify with this is my place and purpose.
1: And to be comfortable that I, for example, require every employee I have, and I have a lot of women working, only women working with me, um, I require immediate conversation. You cannot not communicate to me. Hmm. So when we text, our agreement in my company is, you text back whatever daytime or light, like it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. That value is because of my personality as the leader. If that wasn't matched, I won't be able to play well with others. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I will start to judge them. So these are good things to know about yourself and then to set it up in your business. Like, just so you know, do not leave an unfinished text with me. Mm-hmm. Mm. What a good thing to know. So I don't get pissed off at my employees and they're not caught with like, oh, she's so demanding. No, I'm up front at the beginning. Here's yeah. the rules. We don't do drama in my business. If you have something going on with one of the personalities, you come straight to me immediately. I will never deal with drama. So they all got that.
0: Was that a trial and error thing or did you know that right away going into having employees?
1: You know what it was from? Working with men. Yes. <laughs> like we will not have things underneath the surface. Mm-hmm. I can't live like that.
0: Mm-hmm. So, was there other transitional pieces into going from working on your own to having employees that were challenging for you? We have women in that situation now, where they're maybe the solo entrepreneur, they're building their business, they're transitioning into building a bigger thing. How was that process for you, and what? I mean, maybe
1: one is the self confidence, and this is what astrology does. Like, like I'm looking at your chart, you could easily become very self conscious because you're so blunt. Hmm. And you're so honest. And so you could get into trouble. It would be easy for you to start judging yourself. Uh-oh, I can't count on myself to ever follow because you've got a bad case of a rebel here. <laughs> so so you would have to know that about yourself. And then when they start saying to you, okay, Heather, follow me, you'd be like, excuse me, this is confidence. I know my gift and my gift is initiating. So please don't tell me what to do. Now that's a role of a leader. You know your skill set. you own it. And so when the business changes, you stay in your special sweet spot. And how do you determine that? What's the language that assists you to describe what your strengths are? Now, there's lots of person- There's, you know, we've got the Myers-Briggs and we've got the Enneagram and we've got the human design. I happen to love astrology because it's so well-worn. It's the oldest science on earth. It's been here since the beginning of time. So I personally like it, but there's lots of systems people use. You must know your style and then stick to it and make no excuses. When a woman can stand up, I, this is me talking as an elder and not have, like, I worked with too many men where I would shapeshift. Mm-hmm. I would turn into a pretzel, but it didn't last long. I'd go whoop, right back to myself. And then I would say, why did I even listen to him? To, what was I do? Why did I give my power away? So I would say, those were the two things. One is know your role. And then to claim your confidence, particularly with men or anyone without being derogatory or animosity. There doesn't need to be any edge to it. It's just, look, this is my strong suit. If if I'm being Heather, I, you know, I'm going to tell you the truth. And if I can't, we're going to have a problem. I have to be able to talk.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Once you know that when the business begins to change and your role may well change, there is definite skills. We've just hired a consultant for this year coming in four or five times this year. And she's really assisting us to right seat, right job. like put these people in the right place put languaging to and then we so much well, she thinks we're crazy because we're always talking oh that's the Capricorn in her the Capricorns in this room want you to write this shit down right and the Gemini's in this room are like can you hurry up already and just keep talking I don't want to write it down someone else will so good to know the differences and then honor them and then when the changes happen put yourself in the right position hold your ground and then hiring is so important
0: mm-hmm. yeah who who so what is your process like for hiring then
1: well, you can imagine, can't you? Comes into my company without their birth date, time, and place. Nobody. Mm-hmm. But nothing starts without that chart. Mm-hmm. So if we see someone, and I've made this stupid mistake. <clears throat> Some people don't have any earth in their chart. Like their follow through is not their strong suit. They're really good at exciting people. They're visionaries. They've got all kinds of ideas. <clears throat> but when it comes to the small details, they miss a beat. And I can't afford to miss because I'm in a very, you know, astrology is very detailed. Mm-hmm. So I made the mistake of hiring someone with no Earth in their chart, and then I was like, "Well, that was dumb. Like, why would you do that, Deborah?" So now I get to look at the chart and go, "Oh, like you don't have very much water in your chart. So when it comes to someone being highly emotional, that could drive you crazy." Mm. Is that so yeah? So tell me a little bit about that. What what so you I don't would have... know. You would hire someone, and they they would start saying they were in a mood, or they would start telling you the story about their mom, and you'd be like, "Oh my god." <laughs> how long is this conversation going to last and then they're like whoa that was rude and you're like excuse me
0: <laughs> i keep laughing because you're just so on point
1: with the, you keep
0: referencing my chart and making these comments and i'm just like wow this is a uh, this is fascinating i need to <laughs> i need to learn more about well, myself apparently yes
1: and then once you know that about yourself you won't hire someone who's highly emotional because that will drive you crazy hmm. so it's compatibility it's like getting married we you know Cupid has no eyesight. You find your partner, they shoot the arrow. It's never a compatible chart ever. Mm-hmm. Once in the blue moon it happens. Once in a blue moon. And then once you understand, oh, so he's always late and I'm always on time. Well, I think he's going to drive himself to the airport cuz I'm going to drive him crazy.
0: <laughs> right. One of our listeners they go to your website, where should they start? Let's say we're, we're brand new. To, let's say it's me. I'm brand new to this. I am intrigued by the things that you're telling me about my chart. How do I learn more? How do I, where do I even begin? I know that you have a whole section here on your site. I'm looking at it right now under the learn tab. Which one do I, which one do I start so with?
1: I like it, Heather. See, here's your practicality. <laughs> so first of all, there's three different doorways. One is definitely jump into the YouTube and go on my website. And there's these really funny videos that are up to about seven, 8 million hits um, where you watch me for five minutes, act out a sign. So you can go to YouTube, put in Deborah Silverman, Sagittarius, and you're going to watch this very short little video. That's one step, just getting exposed to all the flavors of the signs. The second one is I have something called the star community. That's run by an amazing organization called Authentic Audience. They are incredibly gifted at creating platform, membership platforms and um, millennials that I work with. And you can, for $22 a month, you can get all this information each month, learn the sign, see an interview with somebody famous and learn all about it and take a deep dive. And it's really a student's like kind of a library each month. And then the third and last one, which is not so easy because it's only twice a year in September, and in January, we have a school. In that case, you write to apprenticeship, one word, at three words, Deborah astrology.com and you say, I want to study this stuff, and I'm a beginner and I know nothing, but just they'll send you, they'll tease you. They won't sign you up, but they'll send you a set of nurturing sequences, videos, that will start to get you really excited. <laughs> it's kind of like tickling you into astrology, and then eventually at the end of that sequence of videos. You'll get a chance to see if you want to study. Hmm. So there are three different doorways. Just go into the, you know, YouTube. I've got a very large library there in YouTube.
0: Yes. Okay. I'm excited to check it out. So tell us a little bit about, about the day in the life of you. What does the day in life of Deborah look like now that you've shifted your model? How? What is your role within the company? Are you super hands-on or are you more big picture? What's the, What does your day-to-day look like?
1: I'm a workaholic. I have a bad case of workaholicism, but for me, work and play are two four letter words that I'm in love with. So I don't distinguish my work from not having fun. Okay. And I do work a lot. So now I was a workaholic all my career as a practitioner doing healing sessions. Now I am, you know, I have 15 employees and I have to run the business, but it's very minimalist. I am the person as a leader. Who, you know, and this is probably foreign to a millennial person because I'm in my 60s, is I don't worry. I'm just very responsible. So I never, ever leave an email untouched. Someone taught me this many years ago in business. He said, as soon as you get the idea, do it. Don't wait, don't pause, don't write it down, do it, which is a very Gemini trait. By the way, you are Gemini rising. You have a speed thing too. Mm. So I am a speed freak. Like my day to day is efficient. It's not scattered because I have the best assistant that you've been dealing with. I have, I call her mom. Mom, can I go for dinner tonight? She tells me everything. (laughs) Mom, can I have a facial? Mom, like she knows me better than me and I pay her well and I am totally grounded by my assistant. And then I have structure. Every Monday we have a meeting with my staff that we sit together and we go through it. And then I know each of them are equally accountable as I am. So I never look back. That's the big thing with business. And the way that I've enrolled their loyalty, which is probably the best question, if I were you, I'd ask any businesswoman, what do you do to elicit loyalty in your company that will create the atmosphere that they are so devoted? You wanna ask me?
0: Yes, I do. So what do you do, Deborah, to elicit that from your employees?
1: Well, I make a very specific effort to understand them as individuals. So it's not like I'm a friend because there's a boundary, of course. It's not like I'm family, but I am genuinely watching and learning about their style. And I support that because I know astrology. So the big joke in my company is people change positions, but they never leave. It's like Hotel California. Yeah. (laughs) Nobody wants to leave. But why is that? Because they feel so themselves. And they're in the right seat in the right job. So it's not like they're trying something. As soon as I see someone in my company doing something with a funny face, they got that thing going. I'm like, you're working, you're not having fun. Hmm. And I just go, let's sit down, let's talk. So I stay very close and, and I am a declared healing, recovering codependent, but I am codependent. So I stay very close to people and pay attention. What is their style? So they're having a baby. Okay, we got to adjust. So they're getting divorced. We got to adjust. And that's the nature of a feminine-run company.
0: Mm, I love that. It sounds like a lot of people will be rushing to your site to apply for jobs.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we just hired someone. I'm so excited about this. Yeah, we have a company that no one wants to leave, but we also are – no, we're growing. We're growing. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, And so many people want that, right? Like they start a job not to think about their next – they they start jobs, they start off wanting to stay. They want to do a good job. They want it to work for them. So I I love that you're creating an environment where that, that just is. That's just what you walk into. And therefore, I'm sure you create a much more efficient business that way as well and are able to get further faster.
1: Yeah, totally. It's, it's been, you know, it seems to me so easy to run a business with the right people, but the right people, I do a prayer. That's the other thing I do before I hire anyone. I pray. I say to my angels or guides or whatever you want to call it, please bring to me the right person that I have the karmic connection with. That's easy. That's effortless. That is fluid. That I will serve them as they will serve me. And I have that amazing team.
0: Yeah. That's incredible.
1: That's really simple. I've always, it's the same thing with healing. When I'm broken or something's wrong with my body, I just do a prayer and I say, please bring to me. The angels are just waiting for us to. To reach out. Yes, they want to. tap in.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So are there any books or resources that have been key for you in your journey that you continuously tap into outside of the readings and things that you may do?
1: There's a great book called Traction by my client, Gino Wickman. Do you know about that book? I do not. know. Yeah, you got to write that down. I am he right now. It helped me a lot with my business to get an integrator to have someone between the visionary which clearly I am mm-hmm. and then the physical practical structure of the business from the account manager to the COO to the So he gave me so much information and structure it really helped.
0: Mhm. That's and amazing. Like... Okay, great. And you have a book yourself, right?
1: Yeah, I have a book called The Missing Element. So there's a good example if you know, for example, you're a missing earth, we used that example earlier, so money or timing or details really escape you, there's a way to grow the missing element. You can cultivate the part of you that's a little awkward. And okay. And my book has a little personality test in it and it has stories of lots of people. And you get to read about, well, how do I identify my... So if you don't want to learn astrology, go get... I have signed copies of my book on my website. I send them to you with your chart. Oh, on Amazon, or you can get it from my website.
0: Great. We'll put a link in the show notes here and on our site so that people can go there. I'm sure a lot of people are going to be wanting to tap into this. This is really fascinating. I know that I want to. After the little hints you've dropped about my chart, I'm just so intrigued to learn more. Your
1: Uh, chart is so exceptional. You should at least go get a reading, Heather. You're particularly right now, you're in a very critical moment in your life right now that. Um, is expansive. Like you couldn't be in a more expansive cycle as we Mm. speak. So you want to take advantage of those opportunities. And that's what astrology does. It describes once every 12 years, Jupiter's in Sagittarius and you are a Sagittarius. So the planet Jupiter is ready 300 times the size of earth. Hmm. And it rules abundance and it's sitting in your chart in the house of business. So you really want to take advantage of that. And that's what astrology does. It gives you timing.
0: Yes. Man, I, I am so excited. I'm maybe do a follow-up podcast and dissect it with you a little bit.
1: You can follow up with one of my other astrologers. Too. Yeah. It's it's really about willingness to be open-minded, suspending our limited thought process that says is so dippy and all this stuff is not real. And how do you believe I've made it practical?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is incredible because I, I of course, like you mentioned earlier, like everybody hears about it or they know their sign or they kind of like tap into it here and there. But this is the first that I'm really ever hearing anything outside of it. I haven't sought it out. I haven't become intrigued enough to look into it more. And, and you are making it so practical. I
1: get to you in the first place. It's so interesting. I love, I love interviews. People don't believe in it or don't know about it. How did we find you? That was through some... Agency. Through
0: the agent, yeah, an agency reached out and said, I think this would be a good fit. And so I said, I looked up who you were and I was like, yeah, that sounds fascinating. I literally know nothing other than I'm a Sagittarius. That's all I know. And here we are.
1: Your moon is in Capricorn and your rising is Gemini. You should write that down and then you can read about both Gemini and Capricorn. It will make so much sense to you.
0: Yeah. I, I'm excited to go check it out. So to wrap up, I could I could I dissect this for a long time with you. Um, I'd like to ask you a couple of, um, what would be like your top three tips of advice that you would give our audience for tapping into, we stand heavily in like doing our authentic work, which sounds like it aligns very well with what you do. What would be your top three tips of advice for our listeners to stand authentically in themselves?
1: First of all, pay attention to your body. So, if you're in a position at work where you're stressing and your body's hurting or you're feeling frustrated, you're not sleeping, or there's something indicated by your body that it's not in flu, flu, <laughs> it's not in flow. That was funny. <laughs> feeling fluish, no, you're not in flow, then pay attention. The body doesn't lie, and it's your first and most powerful indicator that you are not being your authentic self. The body requires your attention and it should be feeling fluid and delicious and happy all the time. If you're Mm -hmm. symptomatic, if you've got some chronic issue that's different, but if there's a tiredness or you're all those symptoms, menopause or or feeling um, the millennial confusion, pay attention to your body and ask for help. So the first one is the body doesn't lie and ask for help. The second one is you must get to know yourself. And make no excuses. Stop making excuses. You talk too much. You don't talk enough. You're really quiet. You're really, like, all those things are built for a reason. Get comfortable in your skin and stop making excuses or trying to be something you're not. That's not going to work. And the sooner you give yourself permission to be an introvert or be an extrovert or be a physical person or be an intellectual or be a researcher or be a writer, go for it. Go back to the original impulses that your soul gave you that you probably tried to get rid of because they were bugging you you because you weren't quite an unquote normal. Mm And that's the last one. The last one is normal is a setting on the dryer. It has nothing to do with reality. (laughs) You are not normal. Now once, especially you, honestly, Heather, your chart is exceptionally unusual. Once you accept the eccentric in you, and once you identify your authentic, as you say, that word is so overused. Yes. uh, Your instinctual rhythm that is unique to you based on the stars or some system, I don't care what you use, to really get comfortable in your skin, then you're going to walk away from normal and you're going to walk into excellence.
0: Deborah, thank you so much for your time today. I am excited for people to get to know you and to get to tap into what you've created here and making this so accessible for us to learn more about this online. Thank you for doing that and to introduce people to your book and just get to know more about this amazing work that you do. Thank you for joining us and I hope to connect with you again soon.
1: Me too. That was super
0: fun. You're a great interview. Hey, thank you so much for joining us for today's episodes of of the She Leads Me podcast. If you enjoyed the show, would you please do us a favor? Would you mind heading on over to iTunes and leaving us a five star review? It greatly helps us reach other women just like you who are looking to tap into information just like this. Thank
1: you. We really appreciate it.